Whitehall, how's the vacation? Caribbean League treating you all right? Oh, uh, well, it must be important if you're interrupting family time. Got it. Uh, we'll put the show on hold then and... Uh... Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, got it. You took your time today. Nah, house flooded. Had to save my ducks. Odd. You ready? Waiting on you. Whether on the fringes of society or deep in the urban jungle of the sprawl, one's reputation is everything. Reputation can be a good thing, letting people know that you're dependable or worth your salt. Or it can be a bad thing, letting everyone know you're just a snitch. Sometimes in the shadows, a person's reputation is more important than anything else. It's even more important than your life. But hey, that's just another run in the life of a deniable asset. That's right, chums. We're back with a brand new track. Sorry for being late today, Wolf, but there was an incident in my neighborhood, and as a member of the Neighborhood Watch, I am needed to help. Was it a lost dog? I mean, a helpless duck? No, I was helping take down Christmas lights that were being close to in violation of HOA codes. And seeing as how I helped put them up, I figured I might as well. So you would say you have a reputation for being helpful around your neighborhood? Yes, because I have appearances to keep up. My neighbors don't know who I really am, and I like to keep it that way. And part of maintaining that is keeping them happy, safe, and ignorant. You know, that gives me an idea for another episode. What's that? Hiding in plain sight. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Today, Chummers, we're talking about reputation and how it is critical to your success as a runner. As I said earlier, it can be a good thing to have helping to propel you into better positions to give you access to bleeding edge tech or the best magical equipment you can get your hands on. Or it can be a never ending death spiral from where there is no escape. It's not hard to gain a superior reputation. Hell, I couldn't even tell you a single runner who has an immaculate record on the books, but there are plenty like me and clean who have our fair share of marks. How someone deals with these marks can be just as important as how they got them in the first place. We can use me as an example. You won't find any of this in the records because it was lost during the crash 2.0, but I once had a criminal sin issued out of the CAS. Now, as we've said in previous episodes, there are some runners who will not run on jobs with a man like me. Now, we can argue the semantics of them being criminals as well and blah blah, but because I did something that got me incarcerated over 15 years ago, I'm not a good asset to have to them. People in the community know me to be a smuggler. I'll run over any border on the North American continent within 24 hours of getting the call. Now I'm selective of those jobs that I take, but years ago, back when I was first starting to run on my own, I didn't have much of a rep. I was a nobody, so I got stuck with jobs that didn't pay well or were too risky and I developed the habit of never asking exactly what I was transporting. I just didn't have the clout, and I needed the cred. I know for a fact that I transported things I shouldn't have, and it tears me up knowing that I, will, that I was complicit in it. 
now I don't do that, and I'm openly against it. But even though I know that people didn't know that about me, it's a mark that I can't wash off. But we're two guys that have a very dark view of the world around us because we've been jaded for years. Right. And the best advice I can give to runners still just trying to build their rep, don't cut and run. Leaving a job half-finished is probably worse than not even doing the job in the first place, and definitely worse than failing. Buddy of ours is fond of saying failure is temporary, but giving up is permanent. And he's right. Everyone is going to fail at one point or another. Like I said earlier, I can't name a single runner out there who has a spotless record. Everybody has a loss in their books, and it's those numbers that reflect the kind of work a person puts in. If I see a runner whose record is all successful jobs and not even one failure, I want to know what kind of jobs he's been on, because they must have all been milk run walks in the park. And on the flip side of that, a runner who has an even number of successes and failures is probably taking on more difficult jobs. And the failures may represent things like shorthandedness or equipment failures, which shouldn't be happening. But a large number of failures can also be a bad sign. Sure, you win some, you lose some, but at a certain point, you have to be the problem. Not everyone is cut out for this life. Sometimes it might just be better to be a wage slave. And I'd be lying to you if the thought didn't cross my mind every now and then. But then I realized I couldn't live a normal life because normal just isn't a setting on my personality. But to the topic at hand, know your limits before you end up dead. And if you can count only one successful mission to 100 failures, it might be time to consider early retirement from the game, Chummer. If you do a lot of extraction jobs and you're good at them, then you'll probably develop a reputation associated with that particular kind of job. But it's not just the kinds of jobs you take that affect your rep. How you conduct yourself before, during, and after these missions will also play a part. Your interactions with your Johnson. How much or little legwork you do. What is your method of execution and the always Nova Hot topic of use of force? Once the job is complete, how do you treat with the Johnson? Are you an asshat or is it still just business? All of these things are important and it will influence your reputation. And your rep will, in turn, influence the kind of jobs you get, whether they are do-gooder Robin Hood-like missions or if you find yourself as just an on-call cleaner for the Vori or Yakuza. I knew a woman once, AIM was what we called her, liked to fancy herself an old-fashioned cowgirl, liked to wear the chaps, the duster, and the 10-gallon hat. She and another runner flew to Hong Kong a few years back. We weren't close or anything, but she was friends of another friend of mine, and since I had been wondering what Southeast Asia was like, I was curious. Well, after a somewhat successful first mission, they just seemed to go downhill. Apparently, they got in with a Horizon Johnson who sounded absolutely terrifying then got on the wrong side of the Vori and were left for dead. Luckily, they survived and managed to smuggle themselves back to Seattle. Their failures in Hong Kong, however, had not gone unnoticed. They were pretty high-profile frack-ups. A botched assassination attempt, followed by a botched bombing attempt. It was not a pretty three weeks. When they got back, almost no one would talk to them, and their fixer couldn't get them a job, and damn if that woman didn't try. They were nearly hung out to dry when along comes their redemption. It was a tough job, and it needed more than two people, but no one wanted to work with them. They hit the facility, got in fine, it went loud, and they were gunned down by Night Errant as they tried to make a final, desperate escape. Even though they failed in that mission, they, in a way, redeemed themselves. 
yes, it was with their deaths, and I know that sounds like a samurai talking, but it's true. They aren't remembered as two morons who went to Hong Kong when went crazy over the place. They're just known for having their luck, their edge, if you will, run out. And it happens to the best of us. Well, chums, that about wraps this episode of Deniable Assets. I hope you enjoyed it and send us your stories of times when your rep was called into question. We like hearing from you. It lets us know what you think and that we are, in fact, reaching the community. We sure do. For the both of us, I think I can say I'm happy to spend this time with you every podcast. I'm Wolf. And I'm Mr. Clean. And this has been Deniable Assets. Good night. Good running, chummers. So a friend of mine. The music for Deniable Assets is written and performed by Johnny Clear and the Meltdowns. Support Deniable Assets team by donating to our Patreon. Email us at realdeniableassets at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook at the Deniable Assets page.